Hello. Welcome to Closed Door Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Mill Ivory. If you're looking for a non-judgmental, open and honest conversation about any and all things that are usually discussed behind closed doors, you're in the right place. Hello, 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 CDC fam. So today is, um, well, shit, I ain't gonna even say it's different for closed door conversations because we do something a little different all the time. And that's why they can't put us in a box because we keep the fucking door open. But I'm excited for today's guest. This young man, we connected on um a site that we connect on for broadcasters. But I think um in speaking to him, I learned that his story is absolutely amazing. And we wanted him to come to closed door conversations because I wanted him to inspire someone. He is definitely, I'm going to let him introduce yourself before I get into this thing. But what I will say is, I'm not going to even say, well, fuck it, Carlos, I love, I love (laughs) your little tag is winners focus on winning and losers focus on winners. That sound like. (laughs) To me, I interpret that shit like haters gonna talk about the winners because they motherfucking hating and winners <laughs> trying to win. I love that shit. I love that shit. Introduce yourself to the city. Hey, what's going on? Um, I'm Carlos Henry, sometimes known as Loso 2.0, um, the CEO and you know founder of my Winners Win, basically movement and organization. Um, that's really pretty much me. I'm a personal development coach that helps you know young minority men entrepreneurs achieve their personal professional goals in a quarter at a time. So that's me. <laughs> so because this is black history month, I feel like it was perfect timing <laughs> to have you on because we're going to do it for the culture. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. First of all, you're young and getting it right. I, I absolutely <laughs> love that. We had this conversation. I, did you believe me when I told you I had kids your age, Carlos? No, I didn't actually. I didn't even know you were, you know, older. <laughs> Until yeah, we had a conversation. I'm I'm not older, but I'm seasoned. I mean, shit, you know, yeah. things get spicy, they get better. So whatever. Anyway, CDC fam, I wanted to have Carlos on because not only is this Black History Month, but this, you know, and this may be me telling my age. Well, you fuck it, y'all know my age, but getting to the point of um the younger generation is always gonna be the future leaders. Let's say that. The fact that this young man has a story, I want him to tell you his story. But one thing I also love about him is every time we talk, this is our first time on mic. His attitude is so fucking positive. Like, I love it. (laughs) I love that. Now, you can share your age if you want to share your age. But I do want you to share your story with my CDC fam and tell them, because I was so inspired by your story, how you went from... Tell me how much you're going to share all oh, before I say what I'm going to say. I'm sharing, I'm sharing everything. Okay, <laughs> so everything. I, I I was inspired by his story because he is um a perfect example of a young black man that is, has overcame being a victim of his circumstances and made his test a testimony. Okay. I almost feel like I'm waiting on somebody to say, hello, somebody. <laughs> 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 Let's talk about how you went from homelessness to now developing and being a mindset coach and and a salesperson of seven years so let's talk about that entrepreneurship and how you came from that well I would say my homelessness and all that stuff it kind of started with I got I guess I got to start the beginning beginning right yeah, um, I actually never you know started. you were a victim of circumstance and that and yes. that 
you know, you coming from a situation where you could not handle that. And I'm sure that helped you with your positivity and yeah. your mindset coaching. Cause a lot of black people can re relate to that shit. So yeah. Let's yeah. Share. You can't control like everything. So I guess I never really shared this part with you though. So my name actually used to be Michael, Michael James Cole. Yes. Uh, so and, you just and threw so, a motherfucking monkey wrench on my ass. Okay. Why so I can't listen, call so, you Michael instead of Carlos shit? So, <laughs> and like you said, it's a closed door. So, you know what I mean? I got to share it all. So actually, um, my, my mom actually was dating a man, right? So she told him he was my father. His name was Michael James Cole Sr. So she named me Junior, but she was actually with my dad, Ricardo. You know what I mean? So I actually grew up my first seven years. Hold on, your dad I, was Jody, because you ain't telling me your dad was Jody. Nah. <laughs> your real daddy was Jody. But you, go ahead, black women, not even black women, women in general, but I know it does happen more in the African-American community. They play us out there. But well, my mom's Puerto Rican, so. <laughs> That's a whole nother thing, but that she's a minority. That shit happens. Go ahead. So she actually uh, told him, like, you know, he was my father. So, like, growing up, I was like, at first, like, my first seven years, it was like, I had anything I wanted. I was spoiled because I was like his only child, he thought, and everything. And I would say once after I figured out who my real dad was, it was kind of like, so my mom worked with my real dad. So she was just coming, going over there. We was going over his house a little bit more. I was just thinking this is a work friend or whatever. He and then my sister sees a picture. Yeah, yeah. My sister see a picture. was like, yo, that looks like Michael. And then we're like, oh, yeah, that is. Like, so then I had to actually, so this is actually the crazy part. So I found out that he was my father, um, Ricardo, that's his name. And Did he know my, the whole time, though? He had a feeling, but he didn't say anything, though, because he has so many. My dad was a rolling stone. So, like, oh. let's say he has probably, like, I probably like 10 plus brothers and sisters. Really, like 15 plus brothers and sisters. Oh, God um, damn. He was shooting what the kids say nowadays. He was shooting a whole fucking club. The whole damn club. Well, in this case, the whole damn warehouse is. Because they work together, huh? <laughs> Yeah, so he, it's funny because yeah, that's a whole other story. But uh, so he actually, my mom, once I figured out, my mom actually made me call her boyfriend and tell him like he was my dad. Why she made you do that? That wasn't your responsibility. Yeah. And yeah, you were so, seven? Yeah, seven years old. Seven How years old. How the fuck does that impact a seven-year-old child though? <laughs> I mean, it was like, at first it was like, Okay, I was just like, okay, I, I don't know what's going on. Because, like, even him, like, being his only child, he never really took care of me. It was his sister that was really taking care of my Aunt Brenda. She was always, like, just, like, and to this day, I swear, I really, like, even my wife now tried to find my Aunt Brenda. Like, no, we got to find them. We got to, you know, because, like, they were the only ones that were, like, basically, like, parents to me. And then I would say after that, nothing is worse than having it all and then losing it. Not having it all is one thing. But having so let, it all in movement. So let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. So the whole time he he thought you was your father, his family was there for you, they were spoiling you, supporting you or whatever. Then bam, you find out that your mama's work bay is really your daddy. Yes. What the mm -hmm. fuck does that do to the mentality at, of a seven-year-old? Seven years of your life, you had this man you thought was your father and you find out that he's not. To be honest, I, I really don't even remember. Like the feeling I felt kind of was just like, all right. I feel like I always had that positive mindset. So me, it was like, okay, I guess it's like a new chapter. Like, that's really how I took it. I didn't take it like so personal. I wasn't like crying or anything. I was just like, okay. Cause I also thought I was going to be able to see him still. But then my dad was like, no, you're not seeing him no more. Like, it doesn't matter if he was seven years. Like, 
And I don't know why he said that because he wasn't also being like a father figure to me either. He just didn't want him to do it either. <laughs> do you feel like there was a bitch ass move on your now being a grown man? The fact that he didn't want you to see the man that had been there for you and been in your life for seven years who thought he was your father. Once you actually found out who your father was, your real father was like, I, you know, it'd be the masculinity for me. He probably was like, yeah. fuck that nigga. He probably ain't tell yeah. you was a seven-year-old yeah. child. He probably was like, no, I don't want you to see you. I don't. But but the fact that your mama respected that is yeah. a whole other thing for me. Listen, I'm telling you, it was, it, yeah, I just, <laughs> that, that was just, that just started it. I'm just going to say that started it. So my dad's house, right? This actually, and this at this story of my dad's house actually is what my dad later on in life actually he stopped claiming me because of it. He was like, "No, I don't have you're not my one of my sons anymore and stuff." Because I kind of like spoke the truth about what was happening at the house. So first, whoa, whoa, my whoa, dad, whoa, whoa, whoa. So you, <laughs> this man been in your mama life the whole time. He was your mama workmate. Mm-hmm. Your mother, you finally find out that this is your father. He tell you to stop messing with the other man that you that's been there for you that you thought was your mm -hmm. father. And then yes. he, then stop CDC, I want to make sure y'all hearing it. Then he <laughs> stopped claiming you, his own blood. Yeah, he stopped claiming you. Like any man that do that to their kids is a bitch ass nigga. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and I ain't gonna say I'll do respect to your daddy. Fuck that nigga. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, it's a. <laughs> It, it was really wild. I'm not gonna lie. It was it was really wild. Um, I'm not gonna lie. That actually did hurt me a little bit when he said that because it was years later. Um, but it was I was like, dang, I didn't know what I did to you know feel. I just spoke my truth, and everybody. The thing is, everybody knew how the house was. Like, first it started with even my dad was like putting his hands on my mom, right? But I also know, first of all, I don't respect any man that puts their hands on a woman. So, but wait, question. After y'all found out, they became a couple. It was just like it's all out. But let's be the, yeah. let's be just together. Like but but I'm she was in. okay with she moved in with him. Yep. So she had a home. Now was she staying with the other man, Michael? Yes. No. So my mom was. Yeah, she was staying with him first. But then she. So my mom. Uh, okay. <laughs> she was around a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean. So she actually was with Michael's cousin. <laughs> Uh, she was. You don't want to call cousin. your mama no hoe. Yeah, <laughs> she was outside. <laughs> she was outside. Goddamn. Okay. So uh, you don't was... have to do it, but here at Closed Door Conversations, <laughs> we speak the truth, and you old enough to know the situation. Yeah. So she was. Mm -hmm. She was with his cousin, uh, Tony. She was actually married to him because she told him that was my brother's dad, but my brother was also my dad's son too. My so only full blood brother. She was married to Tony. Mm-hmm. Staying with Michael. Yeah, she was with my yep, was Michael with first. And then and she was then messing with my dad the whole messing time. With your dad. Well, she was messing with my dad from the beginning, even before me, because she was also with someone before my sister and brother's dad, but she was and still messing with my dad. Always being him. Oh, oh yes. okay. <laughs> okay. It's it's crazy how how women put is she was in love with your daddy as a woman. Yeah. I'm just gonna tell you. <laughs> she put up ain't no way you putting up with all that and she probably knew all the crazy stuff he was doing at work and wasn't saying nothing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh my god. They Go both ahead. were like cheating on each other though because they when both they got was together, outside. 
when you get two, you know, people that's outside together, it's like, it's not going to change who they are. So they both were doing it with each other. And that, you know, I found that out later on. And that's why my dad was like, you know, putting his hands on her and stuff like that too. But he was also doing the same thing too. Cause he ended up having two babies on her, but that's another thing. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it was just wild though. Why so, did he let I mean, her move in? Like, oh my, so, okay, we gonna, okay. Cause who, this a lot, but go ahead. <laughs> And I, so yeah so what age did you finally what age did he stop claiming you though that was actually recent that was about i want to say three years ago let me take that back i did know that because you start telling your stories on on your podcast and doing your mm -hmm. speakings and yep. he felt the type of way but yep. tell you, yep. always speak your truth always speak your truth yeah and and that's what basically happened because like so on top of him basically abusing my mom right the house was you ever been to a trap house before i mean he was selling was, drugs no so he wasn't selling drugs but like let's just say his house uh, was the hangout it was like jumanji i can say that right so he had it was a roach infested crib had mice had i mean i'm talking about when you open up the cabinet door in the kitchen roaches will fall from it type of thing Oh, tell him where you stayed at, though. Tell him because, you know, knowing where you was from may help understand why they feel like that shit was normalized. <laughs> so, my, so I'm originally from Wilmington, Delaware. Um, But my dad was living on, it basically was, it was like Newcastle, Delaware. It's like, they call it the Ave. So it was, yeah, it was the hood. Down there where they were saying New Jack City was. Yeah, so it. <laughs> See, people probably don't know that. Do you know that? No, what New Jack City? Was. New Jack City, like it was filmed in, it was in New York. They made it like the background, but the original backstory of it is some shit like that. Yo, it was bad. I mean, my 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 room personally, my door was a blanket because I had no door. Oh, my everybody had a motherfucking sheet or a blanket for yeah, a door. Yeah. Now we ain't gonna mm -hmm. talk about that. I'm talking about them damn roaches. <laughs> yeah, roaches on roach infested. I mean, my I had a bed mm. with on the floor with springs coming out of it. I had a hole in my wall that led outside, like literally led outside. Yeah, yeah, literally led outside. Um, there was no, we had no heat in the winter, no hot water, so we was taking cold showers. Oh, that was some TV shit for real, Carlos. Yo, like I was, yeah, I'm telling you, mice, mice infested, cats. We, we, I seen a rat before, spiders. We had everything. I'm telling so, you. It Let me ask you this, cause I I I don't like all that sad shit. Now I know that I um, <laughs> I love your story, and I'm I'm proud of you. I appreciate it for, appreciate for coming that. out and everything that you've accomplished. And I'm I'm gonna let you get to that. I'm not trying to skip your story, but I need <laughs> I need to just give it a break <laughs> for a minute. So at what point? <laughs> stop laughing. At what point? <laughs> I hate to do that. My audience hate that I do video and don't post it for their ass. <laughs> but anyway, at what point do you, did you decide, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm going to do whatever I need to do so that I cannot or will not have to live like this once I am in control. Because at this point, you were a child. You wasn't in control. Yeah, I would say literally... So I've been, it was, it was when I was, um, I would say hmm, 17, maybe. So I was, um, 17 years old. I met this man named Duran Highland. That was my first mentor, but they call him Tink. I was playing basketball and I played college ball too. So he was 
my mentoring hoops and stuff. And it really started when I went with my friend, you know, Colleen, we started going to church together and he was like, just, you know, I was just following everybody. I was just following. I'm like trying to find different things to basically get myself out of the situation, playing basketball all day, going to church, That's whatever. What, let's stop this because you shared your college story with me too. So I want you to back up one minute mm -hmm. to just share how that was for you. You don't have to what? tell it from toe to toe because I know they get the gist when you start talking about. I ain't gonna count the blankets and the sheets for a go to the doorway because people are already and we hit sheet. I didn't seen it plenty of times, but <laughs> but uh, not to dismiss your story, but because you shared that with me, and I thought that was touching about how you know when you was first accepted in the school and the things that you went through with that. Yeah. So um, with school. I was first I played, you know, college Juco. Um, it's funny for college, they just told me to pick a major. I was just like, this one, I picked kinesiology, neuroscience, which is like the hardest one. I don't know why. Um, I was playing sports, so I picked anyone. Kinesiology. And then, yeah, and neuroscience. So I was studying like neuromuscular stuff, uh, yeah. just like nervous system, all that stuff. I actually got my bachelor's in it, even though I'm not going to use it at all. You might, but the um, fact that you fucking got a bachelor's degree in something that people probably can't even say the name in. <laughs> yeah. But so this happens a lot. The reason why I wanted you to share that mm. is because this happens so much in the African-American community. So as you guys heard him check my ass about his mother, she was a minority, but she wasn't a black woman, but mm. his father, the person that sets his race <laughs> was a black man. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that that makes either way. They both were minorities trying to figure it the fuck out. One is not better than the other, but mm -hmm. I feel like it's important. People seeing your brown skin and you know, with our young men and you being a mentor for young adults, I'm sure you see it all the time. They, they, if you playing sports good, rather it's football, basketball, and now we getting smart because the Mexicans start doing all that goddamn softball shit, baseball, <laughs> softball, <laughs> you know, if you're doing good, just pick some, we got you. Mm -hmm. And it's very important that people understand that that still happens. Oh yeah. No, it definitely does. Cause it, it definitely happens. Does. My stepfather went to college, graduated and everything, but he was a star football player. And he, you know, everybody got a dream of going to the NBA or the NFL. He dumb as fuck. But he got a bachelor's degree. <laughs> He'll tell you. I need to have him. He funny as fuck, too. I need to have him on my show one time. Because he'd be like, as long as you play, as long as you play good, his, in his day, as long as you play good football, they had people doing your homework and all kind of shit. You ain't even have to show up to class if you didn't want to, as long as you showed up to football practice. It happens. It's sad, but it happens. Yeah, they literally just, yeah. I, I would say, really, though, the reason why, but the thing is, a bachelor's degree, I feel like they're just looking at if someone can go to the same place, you know, go to classes on time for four years straight. That just shows me you can work a job. Who? The bachelor's degree I got wasn't like that. I have a bachelor's degree in paralegal studies. And this shit was hard as fuck. We had to study <laughs> laws, learn laws. It's a lot of shit. We had to do demands and all kind of shit. But, you know, now that I am where I am, it is used in the real world. So yeah. let's just say that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't go to that school. There must be some Delaware shit. Where you went to college at? <laughs> shit. 
I went to Del. I went to Delaware Tech, and then see I went what I'm to saying? Delaware State University at HBCU. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Go ahead. <laughs> no, but uh, not that because I always knew I never was going to use my. So I knew I was going to be an entrepreneur. Like I said, when I was 17, I started going to the church. But then that's when Tink pretty much told me he was saying he was looking at me. He was just like, "All right, so you going to church? So you're you're Christian?" I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "What does that mean?" Like, "What does that mean to you?" I was just like, "What do you?" He was like, "Yeah, do you study the Bible?" Do you do that? Or are you just listening to other people just tell you what you are? And that just like, that was my aha moment. I was like, oh. And then I started to be skeptical. Did that, did that though ring a bell to you with the difference between religion and spirituality? Yeah. That's where like, like everything just clicked. I was like, yo, I was like, you know what? Um, he just said, be skeptical of everything. That's what he told me. He said everything. Like, if someone tells you something, go out there and do your own research. You know what I mean? Before you just start claiming something and you don't even fully understand it. Right. And I started reading the Bible myself. I started doing meditation. That's when I was like, all right, I'm not Christian, but I'm a very spiritual person. I studied the Bible every single day. I studied the metaphysical dictionary. You know what I mean? I started looking into chakras and stuff. Stuff like that too and you know all i just study everything you know what all I mean? the I was things like, about know? how nature affects your body and it's so crazy because um cdc fam we had this conversation off mic um <laughs> we kind of because i i mean y'all have heard me talk about it before when i first talked to carlos i talked to him about it um briefly i let him know like everybody else know that i put god first and all that i do and i love the lord i'm always gonna follow and do it as he say but i don't believe in it religion we were raised in the holiness church we was at church three to four times a week it was one of those type situations mm-hmm. and it was even so bad when we was growing up <laughs> It's so funny now to think about it. The church had a damn church van. They would come pick us up and our mamas be sitting at home playing cards and they'll send us to church. <laughs> what in the world? There's some Texas shit. I'm telling you, they gonna make sure. In my family, one thing we gonna do in my family, we gonna pray, we gonna eat, and we gonna talk shit. That's just what we gonna do. Every time, <laughs> yo, <laughs> go ahead. Now, nah, so I feel then that's when I started doing all that stuff, but then I kind of took a break from it because I was, I had dreams, like you said, going to the NBA info. And I said it in my goals. And the thing is, though, I wasn't specific with my goals. I said, go to the NBA. Now I'm gonna go to the NBA, but I'm gonna be speaking to the players, but I didn't put specifically be a player. You know what I mean? I just congratulations. said, Congratulations, look at that mean? manifestation. Yeah, you know I mean, look at that manifestation. Yeah, that's me. I'm gonna let you talk to I'm gonna let you talk to how you encourage people about that because I feel like people don't understand how real manifestation is, how important it is to do vision boards. And and to me, for me, it came in the vision board form. Like I always trusted God. I would always write my goals down. I taught my kids to write their goals down. I would be on them, you know, about that type thing. But then once I start doing that vision board. And for me, it was being able to see it and repeat it. The repetitiveness of yes. the sight unseen to visualize it. Help you have to be specific. Cool. Very specific. I said professional basketball. So with you huh? being with you being rooted, and what I say rooted in the power will go up because I don't like to say, you know, that religion, Christian, holiness, mm-hmm. all that. With you being rooted in spirituality, knowing the power of God. And the way that he works in the universe, you learn real quick about God wants you to be specific when you ask for things. Yes. 
Yes. It reminds me of like when every time you watch a show or movie with a genie and he's and they say you get three wishes and they ask, oh, I want to be rich. And then he goes, OK, cool. He makes you the top drug dealer. You're rich, but you're a drug dealer. You know, you got to be specific. You're not specific. <laughs> you're not specific. Father God, thank you right now. Mm -hmm. I want to make money traveling the world, doing you know my podcast. I mean? These are these are how my stuff be real specific. You hear me? Because mm -hmm. I already know. <laughs> you got to be specific. You want me to send me? Use me. Use me, Lord. Because you know what? I'm going to say the things that other people are going to be scared to say. Yes. And, and that's the thing. That's what the genies always play around with them. And they're like, oh, nope. So you said it wrong. So this is what I got. You asked for this. So that's why I was like, OK, so that's what my dreams were. A great example. And then I, I appreciate it. Hey, and then after y'all see that motivational speaker come out, I hear them down. <laughs> Motherfucking genie examples and shit. That's a good example. I have to steal that one, Carlos. Go ahead. So, I wish I had that around when my kids was growing up. <laughs> so I actually... This was kind of when I was homeless, though, too, when I was in college, though. So my Dell Tech is a um, it's not a it's not a um, what's, what should I say? It's a technical community college. It's not actually like dorms and stuff. Well, I knew so, when, when you said the tech. <laughs> yeah. So I actually was sleeping on Like I never had to sleep outside. Thank goodness, you know, thank God. But I was sleeping out of my mom's car, taking showers at the YMCA. Me and brother work out the YMCA, take showers, sleep at different friends house. Uh, cousins' houses. My mom would, cause my mom was actually staying with her, you know, cause my mom's gay too. So she was actually staying with her uh, girlfriend at the time, but her girlfriend said that she can stay, but your kids can't. So we were just, my mom just let us stay, get the car, and we would sleep in the car, sleep at like friends' houses, stuff like that, all the time, jumping place to place. And was the girlfriend a stud? That's for the stud started really being a stud, cause them motherfuckers yeah. feel like they stud. Well. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't a stud. It was weird. She wasn't a stud, but it was it was just weird. I, I ain't gonna get in there. But um, uh, that's when after that we um actually you know fast forward. I go to college. I get to stay on campus and stuff. Finally, when I go to DSU, but like in my last semester, you know, with COVID hitting, I was getting nervous because I was just thinking, I don't know where I'm gonna stay at. I came here so that I could have my my first. That's my first time having my like my own room. And I was like, this is my first time ever having my own room. First time having my own bed to sleep on, like mm -hmm. ever. And I was just sitting there like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I was like, I'm, I'm not, obviously I'm not going to NBA right now. And I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So then all I did was just Google, what do entrepreneurs do? They said, right, read one book a week. I was like, okay, cool. Started doing that. And then I got introduced to sales and then got introduced to, you know, different type of, you know, motivational books and stuff don't like that. Don't y'all overlook that gym Carlos dropped real quick. <laughs> How many books a week are you supposed to read? Oh, it said one, but I read uh two a week now. I just don't want them to miss that gym. Go ahead. <laughs> so I was reading, I was reading one book a week, all that stuff, and then I was just then like I started doing things like, all right, who's number one motivational speaker? It was Tony Robbins at the time. All right, cool. He said I was looking at, I was listening to all their stories. He was like, yeah, I was a janitor. I read seventy books a year for or seven hundred books over ten years. And then by the time I got to the last year, it was like all the stuff I was learning and implementing, I became who I am. And I was like, okay, it's actually called the law of, uh, it's one of the universal laws, law of gender. 
it just it's just the example that everything has a gestation period. So that means that I want you to email me that. See, what you don't know is I love to read, but I like to read. Did I tell you that? No, no. <laughs> I, I love to read. So I love to read books that self-improvement books. I love to read um, mental health stuff. And of course, I love to read raunchy shit. It's just <laughs> I keep that little razzle dazzle. But yeah, I actually love I just started reading. My boss put me on David Langston. Have you ever heard mm -hmm. of him? No, I never heard of him. That's another person I got to add to the list. <laughs> yeah, because his story is amazing. He, he, I'm gonna let you read it, but yeah, send me that. Send me some some things. Um, see, oh, yeah. see if he sent them to you. If he sent them to you, girl, before the show post, I do it. But I'm gonna let him send y'all to his website as well. Go ahead. Oh yeah, wins.com And my first book is, you know, I'm just waiting for it to come in the mail. It's called Winners Win. <laughs> my first uh, book. I can't wait. I, I'm definitely supporting that because you are so positive, like, period. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, yeah, that's when I just I just seen what they were doing. I was like, OK, he's the best right now. I'm a double it. And I was like, 70 books. All right. I maybe 140, maybe a stretch, but I'm gonna read 100 books a, a month or no, a year. So I just like I'm a just whatever they were doing, the best is doing. I'm doubling it because sometimes. You know, and I'm not saying this is an excuse. Sometimes being a minority man, you know, we a little bit have a disadvantage than maybe a Tony Robbins and stuff. They, they always say hide it. They always say hide it in writing if you want to hide yes. it from a black man. <laughs> so they just, yep, they they they're trying. They can speak to people that I can't, I can't reach. But there's people that I can speak to that they can't reach. They'll never be able to speak to my story or speak to people who've been through what I've been through. So I was like, you know what? I'm a double up everything they do. Work harder than them to then beat them at their own game and be better than them. And that's why I said, I'm going to be the best ever, not just, you know, in the world right now, but the best ever. So I've just been working towards that every single day, really. You know what I love though? It's so many, it's so crazy at that mindset. I have a little bit cousin and I know you listen to some of my shows. I'm not sure if you called mm -hmm. him, but he has that same mentality and and I try to tell him I appreciate him every time. It's just our relationship is different. Like he's the little cousin, but he think he the big cousin type shit. But he, <laughs> he, he motivates me and I motivate him. We kind of get each other together. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, he can check me in a way that nobody else can check me. And I think it's vice versa. But it's because of that, because we we know where we came from and we have that same mindset. So let's talk about that winners win mindset that you speak <laughs> okay 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 guys don't get upset but i have to actually stop right here and we're gonna do a part two the conversation was so good i just could not edit any of this shit like it was just so good so um this is gonna be part one and stay tuned for part two smooches Thank you for tuning in to Closed Door Conversations Podcast, a place where no topic is off limits, no filters will be applied, and no judgment will be allowed. Yes, this is the end of the show, but it's definitely not the end of the conversation. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. To get even more involved and more exclusive content, join our Patreon community. The conversation continues. Till next time.